0: It's episode time, motherfuckers. What up, what up, what up? This is your man Dre Day, and you are tuned in to a brand new episode of Sports Way with Dre Day podcast. This is episode 29. I'm one more episode away from 30. Damn, how far have I come since August of last year? Again, I want to thank everybody for their outlandish support. Um, I'm garnering a lot of love from a lot of people, um, whether it's from social media or just my peers and just my friends in general who have taken the time to listen to my podcast. I'm getting good reviews. I can't thank y'all enough. I love y'all. Um, this episode here, I'm going to recap All Star Weekend. Um, unfortunately I had to work this weekend, so I wasn't able to really chop up the games in its entirety. Basically, I was off Tuesday and Wednesday, so I was I, I was basically off Tuesday and Wednesday. So I pretty much was able to, you know what I'm saying, you know, get this shit popping and basically, you know, watch what I needed to watch as far as the All-Star Game and All-Star Weekend and in in, 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 in this festivities. So I'm going to speak on the All-Star Weekend. I'm going to also speak on Antonio Brown of the Pittsburgh Steelers, well, about to be former Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to speak on my man, Colin Kaepernick, and him winning his settlement against the NFL and his owners. And uh, I'm going to also speak on uh, some little baseball real quick about Manny Machado signing his history-making contract with the San Diego Prodigy. I'm going to get into that. But uh, first, of course, I'm a basketball fan. Football is over, so I got to speak on basketball first, and it was base- it's basically about All-Star Weekend. I'm going to get into all the events, but the first thing I want to talk about is the All-Star game in itself. Um, it was an amazing game. I-, I I enjoyed the game. Nice back and forth. It was a couple of blowouts here and there. Uh, for the most part, um, Team LeBron went against Team Greek Freak. I'm not even going... Try saying his name because I don't want to say it wrong. So I'll just say Greek Freak. Um, team LeBron wound up winning 178 to 164. Um, good game. Good game, like I said. I mean, I mean, there was some moments where Team LeBron was, was getting blown out. Um, team Greek Freak got blown out at the end. Um, the captain, LeBron, he had an okay game. 19 points, eight boards, one for seven from the tray. Kevin Durant who was the MVP. This is his two this is his second All-Star MVP. He dropped 31 points, 6 for 6 for 15 from the field, 6 for 9 from the three-point range. He basically was a uh, the catapult towards the end of the game and making sure that team LeBron wound up walking away with the victory. Um there was some great moments in the game. Um probably the highlight for me was Steph Curry's bounce pass to Greek Freak, and he just reached back and, and just tomahawked him with one hand. Um, if you go back and watch it, to hear Reggie Miller and C-Webb, their reaction after the dunk, I think Kevin Harlan, who was also um, commentating at the game, their reaction was just off the wall with it. That was probably my best moment of the game. Um, we were able to see LeBron James and Dwayne Wade had their flashback moments in Miami, um, throwing lob passes to each other. Um we was able to see Steph Curry go one-on-one with Klay Thompson. Um obviously they do it in practice, but it's behind closed doors and we're not able to see it. But um in the game, I believe Steph Curry wound up defending Klay Thompson and vice versa, so that was that, that 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 was good to see. Um Kawhi Leonard, he had 19 points. Uncle Drew and LeBron do a couple of lives to each other. Well, actually LeBron, Kyrie was throwing some lives to LeBron. He almost had a triple, he almost had a double-double, 13 points, nine rebounds. James Harden, four for thirteen from the field. I believe all his shots were actually from the tray. I don't think any of his shots was from the two-point line. He had 12 points, 4 for 13. I think all 13 of them shots was from the three point line. Anthony Davis had five points. He only played five minutes because obviously the man is still hurt. To my knowledge, he's still hurt, and so he didn't really play that much. Cat, call Anthony Towns for y'all that don't know. He had, you know, he been, he had 11 points. Damian Lillard, he led the comeback in the fourth quarter. He had 18 points, 6 for 17 from the field. Um, D. Wade didn't play that much, but again, he had his moments. Like I said before, with him and LeBron throwing lobs to each other, he only played 10 minutes. Um, Seven points. So, obviously, this was his last All-Star game. Obviously, he's retiring at the end of the year. Uh, Bradley Beal was also a factor in helping Team LeBron win by wetting some trades in the fourth quarter and playing amazing defense. He had 11 points. Klay Thompson had 12. Klay Thompson had 20 points. Uh, Greek Freak. Obviously, if they would have been able to keep the win, keep the winning going, he would have got the MVP. Um... Team Team LeBron basically went 30. They was on a 39 run to end the game. Um Team Greek Freak, 17 three pointers they missed in the fourth quarter. So obviously, if you're missing that many threes in the fourth quarter, obviously you're gonna wind up losing. But again, it's an all-star game. You're out there having fun, you're out there enjoying yourself. Greek freak set the tone quick, quick, fast in a hurry. Um, as soon as the game first started, he was sending a message that this is my team. I'm winning the MVP. I don't care if this is Kemba Walker's hometown, well, team's hometown. You're not gonna get the MVP. I'm gonna get it. But unfortunately, his team didn't win, so he didn't get it. 38 points, 11 rebounds. Paul George, who's on an MVP campaign during the regular season, had 20 points. Joel Embiid had a double-double: 10 points, 12, re- um, 10 points, 12 rebounds. Steph Curry. Didn't really shoot very well from the field. Six from 23, four for 17 from the tray, 17 points. You know, it's a lot of people out there that's bashing him, you know, for not making three pointers in the clutch. I'm like, yo, it's an all star game. You know what I'm saying? You're out there with the best players in the world. It's an all star game. Give the man a pass. You know what I'm saying? He's done enough in the regular season to where the all star game, he can fall back and. You know, stink up the joint a little bit. It's only an All-Star game. Nothing is really on the line. So, leave Steph alone, man. Kemba, the hometown boy, he only had four points. Uh Blake Griffin had ten points. Uh Chris Middleton, who was Greek Freak's teammate, 20 points. He showed out for his first All-Star appearance. Six for ten from the tray. When he first came into the game, he went his first four threes. So, he wanted to set his mark quick, fast, in a hurry. Uh, Westbrook, 17 points, one for eight from the trade, which he's not shooting very well during the season to begin with. And eight from 20 from the field. That's, that's pretty much numbers that he's pretty much putting up during the season. Dirk, soon as he came in the game, every time he touched the ball, drained a three, took it back old school. Um, he only played four minutes, but he made them four minutes count. Every time he got the ball, top of the key. Bam, wet the three, lining up, zip it up. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's being reported that this may be Dirk's last game. So, I mean, last season. So if it was, him and Dwayne Wade, they deserved to have those last two spots in the All-Star game. So, again, I want to commend Commissioner Adam Silver for making that extra spot on the All-Star team for these two guys who are... Legends of the game, future Hall of Famers, by far the two greatest players in their franchise's history. Dwayne Wade obviously being the greatest player in Miami Heat history. Dirk obviously being the greatest player in Dallas Maverick history. So to have them two guys and who have a mutual respect for each other um, playing their final All-Star game and making a spot for them, I just can't thank Adam Silver enough. He did an amazing job with that. But, again, Team LeBron prevailed 178 to 164. So, before, other than that, let's get to the three-point shootout, which, to me, was my favorite part of the whole All-Star weekend. Um, Joe Harris won Brooklyn in the building. Um, he's not a Brooklyn representative, but he does play for the Brooklyn Nets. He won the three-point shootout, beating Steph Curry in the in in the finals, I was actually nervous for him at first because uh, when he made his twenty six points in the final in the final round, um, perfect in the money round, he he made all his shots in the money rack. Um, he made all his shots in the second rack. But when Steph came out his second in the finals and made nine straight shots, I'm like, yeah, this is about to be a landslide victory for Steph. But um, Joe Harris was able to hold on. Steph Curry got. A little bit tired in the final set. Pretty much in the second and third racks, he got a little bit tired. So, Joe Harris was able to hold on to the victory. Um, Buddy Hill did well. He had 26 in the first round. He made the finals along with Steph Curry and Joe Harris. He had 19 in the final round. Danny Green did well, even though he got eliminated in the first round, scoring 23 points. Uh, Seth Curry, Steph's little brother, He had 16 in the first round. I was kind of hoping that we would get a Curry vs. Curry final um, because of the whole brother vs. little brothers thing. And then they pretty much made a wager against each other and the loser would pretty much have to handle all the family expenses as it pertains to going to games for the rest of the season. So I actually want to see the two brothers go at it. But I'm glad Joe Harris won. Um, Again, Brooklyn is in the building. So, you know, I'm actually happy for him. Devin Booker, um, Dirk, Kimber Walker, Chris Middleton, they all got eliminated in the first round. But me personally, I enjoyed the three-point shootout. Um, I said this on one of my man's podcasts yesterday. Um, shout out to my man, Charlie Brown. Um, go check out that Thin Line Between Sports and Hate podcast. Um, He's doing some great things on there. Me and him was chopping it up yesterday. And I was telling him that I think that the three-point shootout should now close All-Star Weekend. You know, the slam dunk contest is not as great as it used to be. You know, some years it'd be amazing. Then some years it'd be fucked up. You know, the the last best All-Star Weekend we had with the slam dunk contest was 2016 when it was... Um, Levine and Aaron Gordon. You know the slam dunk contest is after that. They've all they, they've all bummed out. So I basically am petitioning, like other people, that the three point shootout should be the ones to close out. Only if Steph Curry is in it. Only if Klay Thompson is in it. You know, if them two guys are in, the, in are in the three point shootout, then the three point shootout should be the contest to close out All Star Weekend. So. Having said all of that, let's get into the slam dunk contest. Um, congrats to, um, Diallo from the OKC Thunder. Um, he's a New York representative. Unfortunately, he's not Brooklyn. It's Queens. Left rack. Shout out to Noriega. Um, drink champs, drink champs. Um, so congrats to him for winning the slam dunk contest. Um, The best dunk, I think in my opinion, he had the best dunk of the contest, dunking over Shaq. Um, For me, it was a clear dunk, you know, even though he had his hand um, over Shaq's back to, you know, pretty much give him a boost. Um, He didn't have his hand over his shoulder. He had his elbow in the rim like Vince Carter did. Um, Who else was in the dunk contest? This kid, John Collins from the Hawks. And this is another reason why I have a problem with the dunk contest. Some of these players, you don't even know these dudes. Like, John Collins, like, do you know who he is? Like, if you was to walk the street right now, would you know who he is? Would you be able to stop and say, oh, you're Joe Collins from the Hawks? No, you won't. Like, the star power of the of the dunk contest has been gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, it's not, that, it's not that many stars that's in the dunk contest no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, like these guys, like all like pretty much probably the only one is Dennis Smith Jr. And the three other guys, Miles Bridges, Diallo, John Collins, they could walk down the street right now and you won't even know they were professional NBA players. Um Miles Bridges, he had he did he basically he had a letdown in the all-star um in the um slam dunk contest. Uh he did have a 360 dunk off the side of the rim. Um he wore the Larry Johnson jersey, so that was a good look, paying homage to Grandma Ma. Um, his second dunk, I wasn't able to catch. You know, I was in the John using the bathroom, so I wasn't able to watch that. Um, Dennis Smith Jr., um, he lost in the finals to um, Diallo. Um, he dunked over J. Cole. He paid homage to J. Cole as well, wearing his jersey. Um, well, basically, J. Cole sat in the chair and basically lobbed it up to him. Um, here's another problem I have with the dunk contest. And I gotta call I g I, I gotta call them out. Um now for everybody that knows me, they know how much I love Candace Parker. I'm a Candace Parker guy. I love me some Candace Parker. I love her baby hair. I'm a huge fan of hers. Just not with her looks, but just her game just her knowledge of basketball. Um she 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 does work for TNT now. She does NBA TV, she does players only. Um, but I gotta I but I gotta get on her though. Um Dennis Smith Jr., again, he made the finals. Uh, he had three tries for his final dunk, and they gave him a perfect score of a 10, which I had a problem with. Um, if you're having that many opportunities to complete a dunk, there's no way in the world that you get a perfect score. I don't give a fuck. If you, I don't care if it's an amazing dunk. If you have to do that dunk three or four times, I have to deduct you. I, I I have to. I don't care if I never seen the dunk before, and it was an amazing dunk. If you had to do it three times, I gotta take I I gotta take some points away from you. You can't get a perfect score. Asia Wilson, I I I love her too. She's one of my favorite WNBA players in the ranks now. Um, she's about to embark on her second year in the WNBA, so she's doing fine things in the WNBA. Um, besides her look, she looked good as well. Um. I love her braces, um, but again, I got to call you out, too, because both of y'all had the nerve to give him a perfect score. Alonzo Mourning, you was a judge. I got to get you, too. D. Brown, you should know a lot about dunking. I believe you won a dunk contest years ago. Um, David Thompson, I got to call you out, too. Y'all know better than that. Y'all know better than that, but I got to get on this John Collins guy real quick. Um, you did not make the finals, rightfully so. But I do want to commend somewhat of your execution. Uh, you came out and dunked over a, well, look to look to me as a glued constructed airplane. I, I I know you wanted to pay homage to the 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 first black airmen in the South. You know from back in the days. I understand you wanted to pay homage to them and all that. But uh, if you're gonna dunk over. Glue constructed plane. Don't kick the wings off the plane while you're doing it, and that's what he did. You dunk, you jumped over the plane. You jumped over the plane, and basically broke both wings in the process. So I'm kind, of, I'm, I'm quite glad they gave you a 42 on that score. I wouldn't even have gave you a 42. You probably would have got a. Thir- you pro- well, I don't know what everybody else score would have been, but I probably would have gave you a seven for that. But Again, you know the dunk contest, if I had to grade it from a from if I had to grade it from a 1 to 10, I give it a 6 or a 7. It wasn't that many amazing dunks. Um a lot of blown opportunities as far as not executing them on the first go. That's what's taken away from the dunk contest given all these opportunities, but again, shout out to Diallo, OKC Thunder, Queens in the building, Left Rack. New York, he wins, so I'm happy for him. The next thing, well, I'm not going in order, as y'all can see. Um, the Skills Challenge, that was good. Um, for those of y'all that don't you know, pay attention to All-Star Weekend, when you do the Skills Challenge, there's four courses that you have to do. You basically got to dribble around the logos. Then you got to throw a basketball inside of a loop. You got to complete the pass. Then you got to grab a ball run for the layup, go to the other side of the go to the other side of the court and you got to make the three point shot. You got to make the three point shot. See, before what they was doing was they was doing it on a timer. See, now they don't do that no more. You just got to make the three point shot. And uh the first people that went up was I know I'm going to say dude's name wrong. He plays for the Orlando Magic. The big man for Orlando. Uh, Vu 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 whatever, whatever the hell his name is. I know I'ma say it wrong. Sorry, forgive me. If not, go to hell. Um, he went up against Joker from the Denver Nuggets. The battle with the Bigs. Jokic won that. Uh, next up was Jason Tatum against Mike Conley. Jason Tatum won that. De'Aaron Fox, two young upcoming stars. In the league, De'Aaron Fox of the Sacramento Kings. Trey Young, who's in the hunt for Rookie of the Year, um, even though I think Luka is going to win. But Trey Young ain't that far behind. Trey Young won. He couldn't compete the players, but luckily for him, there's a rule within the skill challenge where after your third attempt, if you still don't make it, then you move on to the next step. He was able to bounce back. And DeAndre Fox, De'Aaron Fox couldn't make a jumper. Trey Young came, wet the three-point shot. He won. After that, Luka Doncic went against Kyle Kuzma. Luka won that. The semifinals, Jason Tatum went up against Joker. Jason Tatum won that. And then in the semifinals for the other matchup, Trey Young went against Lucha. I mean Luka. And Trey Young won that. And then in the finals, Trey Young went up against Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum won off of a half off of a half-court shot. Basically, Trey Young was the one taking the serious. He was going fast, knocked everything out. When Trey Young, I mean when Jason Tatum got to shoot the shot, he didn't even go all the way to the three point line. Shot it at half court. Made it in one take. So congrats to Jason Tatum for winning. The Skills Challenge. So again, having said all of that and recapping, congrats to Team LeBron for winning in the All-Star Game. Congrats to Joe Harris, Brooklyn of the Brooklyn Nets, winning the three-point shootout. Congrats to Diallo—I can't even pronounce his first name—from the OKC Thunder for winning the slam dunk contest. And congrats to Jason Tatum of winning the Skills Challenge. Just to recap. All Star Weekend. What up? What up? I'm back. In this segment here, I could not stray away from this one. I needed to speak on this. I had to. I think my people out there would have wondered why I didn't speak on this one. So, for my people out there, get ready. In this segment, I got to speak on my brother Colin Kaepernick. Last week, Cap reached a settlement with the NFL and his owners for filing a grievance in November of 2017, accusing them of collusion to keep him from playing in the NFL. First off, I want to say congrats to my brother Cap on winning this settlement. Second, I'm very surprised that the NFL decided to give in and were willing to settle. But see, here's the funny thing about settling out of court. Now, for some people out there, they're going to say, oh, well, shit, this doesn't prove a damn thing. Well, for me, it proves a lot. Now, for some of y'all that may know me, y'all know I'm African American. I'm from the East New York section of Brooklyn. Never was a gangbanger. Never was in the street life or anything of that nature. But one thing I know... As I'm not a damn fool. And I'm quite sure. My fellow brothers and sisters. And hell. Maybe some white folks out there. May agree with me on this one. When two parties go to court. And instead of the parties thugging it out. And continuing to go to trial. You have one party. That decides to settle. What can that possibly mean my people. Well I'll tell you what it means. It can mean guilt. And with the NFL settling with Cap, that lets me know one thing, and is that they had a guilty conscience, that they knew what they was doing to him, and keeping him out of the NFL and not having him signed to a team was wrong. And before Cap goes all the way with this grievance in court, they figured, hey, let's settle out of court. And guess what? That's all fine with me. Now it's being reported that one of the agreements to this settlement Was Cap cannot speak publicly about it? He cannot speak about the settlement. He can't speak about anything about it. Basically, a gag order, basically. But it's also being reported that the settlement was in the range of 40 to 50 million. Damn, Cap, shit. Now, with all those things I just said, the million dollar question is Will Cap, with Cap, winning this settlement? Is there a chance that our brother could finally get back to playing in the NFL? Now, for some of y'all that don't know that's been living under a rock, let me take y'all back to why this whole ordeal happened in the first place. Colin Kaepernick is not playing in the NFL for one reason and one reason only. And it has nothing to do with his skills. See, that's what these owners want you to believe. They want you to believe that, oh, he's not in the league because of his play on the field. That's bullshit. He's not playing in the league. He's been blackballed. He's been colluded to not playing in the league because he took a knee for the national anthem and protests for all for all the misjustice, injustice, social injustice that's been going on with black men and women in this country. This is the same league that has allowed murderers, dog killers, multiple drug users, whether it's weed or drugs, wife beaters, domestic violence, all of that. Multiple offenders. They've allowed all of these guys back in the NFL. But when Colin Kaepernick takes a stand for this, which is nothing wrong in my eyes, It was something that he stood for. It's something that we're seeing with our very own eyes to this day that is still going on. He stood up for something. And because of that, our brother's not playing in the NFL. Now, again, they will let you believe that it's because of his skills. That's bullshit. But let me get back to the question. The question is, will our brother Cap play in the NFL again? In my honest opinion, I highly doubt it. But that supposed money that he won, hell, I probably wouldn't want to play football no more either. I'll just continue to work on my charities, like Cap has been doing, with his spare time, and just fall back. But Cap's lawyer has said that he will be signed by a team soon. And supposedly the Carolina Panthers and my Patriots will be interested in him. Now, if these rumors are true, Let me speak about the teams that are interested in him, and I just gave y'all two names, the Panthers and my Patriots. First, let me talk about the Panthers. Let's just do the hypothetical, of course. Let's just say he was to go to the Panthers. It just so happens their quarterback, Cam Newton, just had soldier surgery not too long ago. And the owner of the team said he wouldn't mind if Cam sat out for the new season to rest up and be 100% healthy. Also, if you pay attention to both styles of Cap and Cam, their styles are somewhat similar. They could throw down the field. They could run with their legs. All of that. Both their styles are somewhat similar. Don't you think that would be a perfect fit for for the Panther system? Also, Eric Reed, the same Eric Reed that took the stance, well, actually took the knee with Cap before games, when they were signed to the 49ers, he signed to the Panthers as well. Congrats to him on winning this grievance as well, because he filed one as well. So he's going to get, you know, something out of that too. I don't know if it's going to be Cap money, but he's going to get something. But also, congrats to him again, because the Panthers signed him to a new deal. I think three years, 10 mil. So, congrats to him on that. At least one team out there, you know what I'm saying, sees what these two guys are standing up for and is taking the time to sign one of these guys. But the head of the snake should be signed to a team too because he did no wrong. So, it kills me when people say, oh, does he deserve a second chance? No, the fuck he don't deserve a second chance because he ain't do nothing wrong to warrant the first one. Now, Let's talk about my Patriots. You know the newly crowned, reigning, defending Super Bowl champions. Yeah, that's us. We already locked in at the quarterback position. For those of you that don't know, our quarterback's name is Thomas Edward Patrick Brady, TB12, Goatman, Goatman. Yeah, that's him. My man said that he's playing till he's 45, so the quarterback spot is not up for the taking. And again, I love Cat. That's my brother. But I got Brady. We don't need you. And on top of that, our system doesn't fit well with your style. But the most important reason why I don't see him coming to us is because of that damn president this country has to deal with. Now, I know y'all saying what that got to do with it. Well, a lot has to do with it because it just so happens that one of his best friends... Is our owner, Mr. Robert Kraft. Now, yes, I am a Patriot fan. But being best friends with that dude, I don't fuck with that. And I know one thing. My brothers on that team, Patrick Chung, Devin McCourty, Jason McCourty, Dante Hightower, Trey Flowers, Sonny Michelle. I know I'm leaving some of my brothers out. We got a lot of them on the team. Y'all better not show y'all face at that White House. Y'all better not go to that White House and see this guy. If Brady want to go, that's his business. If Edelman want to go, that's his business. If Coach Belichick, Mr. Kraft want to go, that's their business. But I know my brothers, I know y'all better not go. I'm happy he won this settlement, and I'm hoping and praying he can finally get back to playing some football. Because there are so many bum-ass quarterbacks getting opportunities to play that can't light a candle to to cap. Do I even need to mention some names? Of course I do. I wouldn't be myself if I didn't. Blaine Gabbert has had opportunities. Josh McCloud has had opportunities. Josh Johnson. This man has been played in almost six to eight years and got a chance to play three games this season. Nathan Peterman. And the most popular name. I got to bring him up. You know that guy. Mr. Butt Fumble. Mark Sanchez. You know that guy. If you go on YouTube right now. And type in his name. The first video that's going to pop up is butt fumbles. Butt fumble. Now remember, his first two years in the league, he led the Jets to AFC championship games. We give him all the credit in the world. But again, just like I said, when you think of Mark Sanchez, you don't think of those, you don't think of those two years where he led the Jets to the AFC championship game. You don't think of that. You think of the butt fumble. And it just so happened that butt fumble was against my team, the Patriots. So all of these guys that I just mentioned have had opportunity after opportunity to play before Cap, and Cap did jack shit wrong. So again, congrats to my brother Cap. Congrats to my brother Eric Reed. Keep doing your countless charity work. And hopefully, just like Eric Reed, Cap, we see you back in the NFL soon. Raise a fist in your ear. Raise your fist in the air for Colin Kaepernick. What up, what up, what up? I'm back. And this segment here is about Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver Antonio Brown. Yes, I say Pittsburgh Steelers because technically he hasn't been traded yet, although he wants to be traded to another team. Now, for all of you that do not know, Antonio Brown has been upset with the Pittsburgh Steelers organization lately. To the point where he has deleted anything Pittsburgh Steelers affiliated off his social media profiles. It was reported on Tuesday that he had met with Pittsburgh Steelers President Art Rooney. And Antonio Brown even tweeted out a photo after their meeting. And he tweeted, had a great meeting with Mr. Rooney today. We discussed a lot of things and we cleared the air on several issues. We both have agreed that it is time to move on, but I always have appreciation and gratitude towards the Rooney family and Steelers organization. Now, my question to this is, why would a great talent like this? Now, granted, Antonio Brown is by far undisputably ranked one of the top receivers in the NFL. You got Antonio Brown. You got Julio Jones. You got Odell Beckham Jr. You got uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Some may say Mike Evans from the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, I'll say Julian Edelman, even though some people may feel another way, but that's neither here nor there. But as it attains to Antonio Brown, my question is why? Would a great talent like that want to be traded from one of the most storied and winning franchises in NFL history? Well, one of the winningest teams, because now my Patriots, we have six rings now, so now we're tied with them. But that's neither here nor there. Let me stay back on topic. Why would somebody like that want to be traded from a storied franchise like the Pittsburgh Steelers? Well, I could think of one reason on why he wants out of Pittsburgh and that reason is very simple and that's because of Ben Roethlisberger yeah you know that guy the QB that loves to call his teammates out in front of the media as opposed to handling shit behind closed doors you know the guy that throws offensive coordinators under the bus after a loss ask Todd Haley about that he'll know what I'm talking about if you don't believe me the same guy I mean, I don't want to get personal, but let's just call it what it is. Was accused of rape plenty years ago. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, we talking about him. Big Ben does not take any culpability for his wrongdoings in games. Instead of accepting defeat and keeping shit in the locker room, keeping things sacred, he'll rather go to the media after the game and, and place the blame on teammates. One game in particular, it happened earlier this season. The Steelers was playing against the Broncos. And the reason why I remember this game is because I was at work, and it just so happened the room I was cleaning, I was able to watch that game. At that time, I was watching that game. And, you know, the Broncos wound up beating the Pittsburgh Steelers. But that one game in particular... In a game which the Steelers badly needed because the race for their division, which is the AFC North, was getting very tight at that time. Big Ben throws a pass for Antonio Brown and gets picked off. Immediately after the game, immediately after the loss, Big Ben goes to the media and says, Antonio outran the route. Really, Ben? This is what you do? That's what you do to a teammate? let alone a strong asset to your offensive existence. Last weekend, Antonio Brown took questions from fans on Twitter and one fan asked him, what was his relationship like with Big Ben? He addressed his frustrations with Big Ben and said, it's no conflict, just a matter of respect, mutual respect. He has an owner mentality. Like he can call anybody out, including coaches. Players know, but can't say anything about it. Otherwise, their meal ticket is gone. It's a dirty game within the game. Now, I will admit, I've been saying for years that Ben Roethlisberger is not a leader. He's not a good leader of no team for that reason alone. But let's not ignore the fact that some of the Steelers downfall... This season, this season, I can't even speak about the other seasons. I can only speak of this season. Some of the Steelers down for Antonio Brown, you got something to do with it as well. We got to place some blame on you as well. But now I can get back to what I was going to say about shit that happened years ago. I think this whole ordeal when Antonio Brown started years ago. To my knowledge, I can remember correctly, there was a playoff game where they defeated the Kansas City Chiefs in a divisional round. Obviously, obviously, they went against my Patriots in the championship game, and they lost, but let me get back on topic. After the game, during the team huddle, Pittsburgh Steelers coach Mike Tomlin was speaking to the team, and Antonio Brown, with his cell phone, was recording the whole ordeal. Now, for some people, they deem that as disrespectful. You know, for some, you know, for some people out there that's played in sports, whether it's um, Pop Warner Football, Junior Knicks, any sport, if your coach is having a conversation with you, you don't take your phone out, video record it. It's sacred. It should stay within that locker room. Whether that, whether that conversation was done in the bathroom with the team, whether it was done in the locker room, whether it was done in the hallway, it should be kept sacred. Certain things are left to be sacred, especially a pep talk to your team. But worst of all, this season, week 17, the Steelers was fighting for a playoff berth in a must-win game against the Bengals. Antonio Brown didn't practice the whole week And he also missed a Saturday walkthrough before Sunday before that Sunday game and also spazzed out in a team setting earlier in the week. But to make matters worse, he sat out the last game knowing his team needed him and needed him badly. He decided to stay in street clothes as opposed to getting on the field and helping his team get a playoff berth. Now, granted, they needed to win the game and they also needed help. They needed teams that were in the playoff hunt to lose. But that's not the point. The point is that you needed to be there for your team. You being one of the leaders of that team. They was relying on you to be there for them. And unfortunately for you, you weren't there. Some may deem that as being selfish. Classless. And not being a leader. Let alone a diva. And that's one of the common things that wide receivers are known for and that's divas now let's get to the main point here now that it's out the bag that he wants to be traded which team out there should trade for him well i must say as a patriot fan i would love to have him however with that contract of his which is he still has two years left on it we ain't giving up no top picks for him I mean, at the same token, I don't think his ego would fit well in our locker room anyway. Because Coach Belichick ain't playing that. He ain't playing that shit. You have a meeting with Mr. Kraft, Coach Belichick, they telling you straight out. You better check your ego at the fucking door. But for the other teams out there, would you take that risk on that remaining contract and also trading top draft picks to get a receiver? Who can sometimes act like a bitch when they don't get their way? I'm just asking. Or maybe he's being this way because he's getting up there in age. He'll be 31 in July. And it seems like Juju Smith, shout out to Uncle Snoop because Juju came under, you know, Uncle Snoop's football program. He's becoming the star of the team now. And maybe that's why Antonio Brown is acting the way he's acting. I'm just asking the question. I'm just asking the question. Antonio Brown has an exceptional talent. He can catch. He can run routes. Hell, he can even, hell, he can even make kick returns. He can even make punt returns. His touchdown celebrations are off the wall. But sometimes, all of that, it got to equal up to what you can do on the field. And that's being, and also being a leader of men in the locker room. So even though I placed a lot of that blame on Big Ben, which rightfully so, Antonio Brown, you got to accept some fault in this as well. And the Pittsburgh Steelers organization, y'all got to accept some fault in this too. Because you've allowed these guys to be so vocal. You've allowed these guys, you've, you've, gave, them, you've gave them that, you basically gave them the okay to where they can act this way. So, y'all got to take some culpability in this as well. And it starts from the brass. The Roonies down to Mike Tomlin, down to the players. Now, again, Antonio Brown, like I said before, great talent. Exceptional talent. But now let's see what happens if this trade goes through. Because Pittsburgh can be on some. We ain't trading you. You know, there was teams out there that, you know, some teams were interested. But... We ain't like what they was offering, so we ain't trade you. You still got two years left on your contract, so you have no leverage right now. But again, let's see what happens. Great talent. There's some teams out there that can use his services. Cleveland. He can go. He he can go there if Cleveland got some assets to give up. He can play Pittsburgh twice a year. Take his take his anger and frustration out on them. Just a, just the thought. Just the thought. But with that being said, again, I have have tremendous respect for Antonio Brown. I kind of sympathize with him a little bit because I'm not the biggest Big Ben fan. But again, Antonio, you got to take some blame in this too, my man. You're not perfect. You're not a saint. You got to take some blame in this too, my man. You got to take some blame in this too. What up, what up, what up? I'm back. And this final segment... I ain't going to hold up no more time. I just want to speak on Manny Machado. I'm going to just get into baseball right now just just for a little bit. Um, Manny Machado, former player of the Baltimore Orioles and Los Angeles Dodgers. One of the most popular players in baseball. He was a top free agent this past offseason. Just signed a 10-year, $300 million deal the biggest free agent contract in american sports history he signed on to play for the san diego for the san diego padres uh what do i need to say about this contract thank you yankees thank you for not being interested in him i've been saying for the longest that we don't need hitters we need pitching so i'm glad we didn't waste our time giving him this contract We need pitching. We don't need hitting. So just like Aaron Judge said that uh, he would love for Bryce Harper to come to the Yankees, he'll change his position just to make space for Bryce Harper. No, the fuck you won't. You're at right field. You're going to stay at right field because we don't need Bryce Harper. We didn't need Manny Machado. We're good at every position that we got. We need pitching. That's what we need. Stop spending money on fucking hitters, and we need pitching. That's what we need. I want my parade. God damn it. I want another parade at, at for, for the Yankees. I need one more parade. Well, I mean, let me not say one more parade, but we need another parade in the city. I don't want the Giants to have one. It's clear the Knicks and the Nets ain't going to have one, but the Yankees, y'all can at least Give another championship parade in the city. Having said all of that, congrats to Manny Machado. You will go 10 years. Well, maybe five because you can opt out after five years and you have a limited trade clause on this contract. You'll go five years without winning. The San Diego Padres haven't made the playoffs in 12 years. I can't even recall the last time they made the playoffs. They have no World Series. They do have a World Series berth, and that was when they got swept by my Yankees in 1998. Shout out to Scott Brocious for winning the MVP that year. Um, The World Series MVP, that is. But Manny Machado was an exceptional talent. I take nothing away from him. Um, Did he deserve 300 mil? I mean, if teams is going to offer it to you, hell, you might as well take it. Last year, 37 home runs, 107 RBIs, 14 stolen bases. He had a 297 batting average. And again, he played for two teams last year. He played for Baltimore. Then he played for the Dodgers. Unfortunately, he didn't win the World Series, but he got to the World Series. His postseason numbers, three home runs, 12 RBIs. He had a two hundred twenty seven batting average, 18 strikeouts, though, in the playoffs. Um, he's a workhorse. You could definitely, you know, for fans out there that go to these games, if you want to see Manny Machado play, he will play. He played in all games last season. All of them. And it's 162 games in the season. And he played all of them. So I got to give him that. You know what I'm saying? Last year, he made $16 million between playing with the Orioles and the Dodgers. But this is the thing I have with these players that take these big-ass contracts. Yes, you're getting paid Enhancing money. Sexy money. But there comes a point in time when, fuck the money, you trying to win. You've been in the league for how long now, Manny? About four or five years? Six if that. You're about to be in the prime of your career. And now you're going to a team where... Y'all probably won't even taste the playoffs. First of all, look at the division you're in. National League West. You got to worry about the Diamondbacks that's coming up. You got to worry about the Dodgers, of course. You got to worry about the Colorado Rockies. The San Francisco Giants, you know how they do. You know, they always make miracles in even years. So, you know you don't know, you don't know what to expect with the Giants. Y'all are going to always be probably the fourth or fifth place team in your division. And unfortunately, that just ain't going to cut it to making the playoffs. You got to be... The top team in your division and you got to be one of the two top teams in the wild card. So even if you don't make your division, you got to worry about the Braves. You got to worry about the Nationals. You got to worry about the Cubs. You got to worry about the Cardinals, the Brewers. And I just mentioned all those teams in your division. That's six, seven teams you got to worry about. Last I checked, this ain't basketball. Basketball. It's not the top eight teams in each league that make the playoffs. In baseball, only five make it. Only five. Three division division winners and then your two wild cards. So only five teams make it. And last I checked, the San Diego Padres have not been a top five team in the National League for Lord knows how long. Now, granted, you are an exceptional player. But I don't even think you're going to be able To get the San Diego Padres over the hump. This is the same thing that happened with Robinson Cano. Now I got to like him because he played for us. He was with the Yankees. The torch was supposed to be passed to him. When Jeter retired, the torch was supposed to be passed to him. The Yankees was supposed to be his team. His representatives, Rock Nation, it's the Rock. I got to support y'all. I'm a part of the Rock. But I'm somewhat mad at y'all. Because y'all wanted Cano to get this crazy money. He wound up going to Seattle and now he's over there and, well, he ain't there no more. He's now back in New York, but he ain't with the Yankees though. He's with the Mets. The moral of the story is this. Sometimes it ain't about the money. It's about building your legacy. Now, granted, 300 mil, that's a lot. That's a lot of motherfucking money. But sometimes you're trying to get that ring. You're You're trying to carry that World Series championship through your city that you play for. I'm happy he got his money, but I hope he enjoy it because that's the only winning that you're going to be doing for the next five years until you can opt out because I'm quite sure after them five years, you're going to opt out. So for five years, your championship is going to be your money because you won't be winning in baseball playing with the San Diego Padres. Having said all of that, this has been another episode of Sportswear with Dre Day Podcast. Again, I cannot thank y'all enough for taking time out y'all day to chop up my episodes, um, all of them. This is episode 29, like I said earlier. I cannot thank y'all enough. I love y'all. Keep bringing the positive vibes. Keep giving me that positive energy. Trust the process, like my man Joel Embiid from the Philadelphia 76ers keep saying, Trust the process. Again, I want to shout out my man Charlie Brown, his podcast Thin Line Between Sports and Hate. Go chop him up. He's also on this Anchor app. Um, you can also chop his stuff up on all the streaming platforms where my podcast is on. So, having said all of that, my podcast is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh. Radio Public, uh, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, um, all those streaming platforms I just mentioned. That's where my episodes are. Until next time, peace and love, world. Peace and love. Thank y'all. Thank you.